Thanks for listening to the Best Barbecue Show. This week I'm talking to Blake Stoker of Blake's Barbecue in Dresden, Tennessee, uh, soon to be Martin, Tennessee, and uh, he's just a great young dude. We met over Instagram and we've run into each other on his many trips to Texas to try Texas barbecue, to learn Texas barbecue, and he's really put in the work. I'm excited to see what he creates. He's going from trailer uh, to a restaurant over the next year, and uh, he's a pretty awesome guy. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this conversation, and uh, thanks again for listening to the show. Well, you're listening to the Best Barbecue Show, and I'm here with Blake Stoker of Blake's Barbecue in Dresden, Tennessee. Dresden slash Martin. Great, E. It's good. Spanish breakfast and snows. I don't yeah. know that it gets a lot better than that. Breakfast and snows is about as good as it gets on a Saturday for me. Definitely, especially in beautiful weather like hey, this. Maybe the nap afterwards, that's about all. I won't be getting a nap. I'm, I'm You're the, driving all the way the, back, huh? I'm the Texas barbecue trip from Tennessee chauffeur officially. What a, so then this is your third trip in what? the same amount of months uh since in 2019 third trip fourth since october and you're doing research for your new restaurant you're getting to know the barbecue people you kind of just enthusiasing while enthusiasizing, you're enthusiasizing getting inspired by folks like uh the millers um john brotherton yesterday both of those folks spent a lot of time with us dropping info knowledge taking uh, a lot of notes yeah, sister's taking a lot of notes. Um, yeah, just um, ha- you know, eating barbecue, but at the same time trying to be productive and learning stuff and meeting folks and all that stuff. But you, you've been putting it away. What, how many places did you go yesterday? Four? Um, I guess three. We only, full disclosure, we only ate it two, but both the Bro- Brotherton's places and the Millers. Uh, nice. I have gotten around. I think I'm up this trip put me at like 30 Texas barbecue spots, and I think 24 top 50. Um, several of the top 10. I've been trying to put them away. So most of the time these trips are for trying to hit new places. This trip has been a little more focused on uh, showing my sister and them yeah. places that need to be seen. Well, and your sister's going to be helping you with the restaurant, huh? Yep, she's uh, going to be my my brains front of the house. Nice. I typically like to general focus, manager. Yeah, general manager. I typically like to focus more on uh, the quality and all that stuff. I'm trying to get better about being more well-rounded, you know, business-minded. But she's helping me. She's going to be my organization. Well, don't you think piece. it's smart when you're when you're building something like this to? parse things out so that you can focus on the food. Oh, absolutely. Someone else can focus on the customer experience, and then that way each thing gets a higher quality. Absolutely, and I mean, everybody has their own, you know, strengths they bring. Um, I'm, not saying I'm, my, I'm not saying my strength is cooking great barbecue, but I try to make it that way, and uh, I have a hard, I have a little bit more hard time focusing on the other aspects, and there's, the barbecue, whenever you boil it down, is really only, 
ten percent, you know, of what goes into a restaurant. So having her and then others like you know my parents, um, and then hopefully putting in place a bunch of other good people to have shrinks. Going to need some sort of a baker, you know. Like I do like making pies and all that stuff too, but I feel like I'm going to be more focused on meat and stuff like that and everything. Else, you know, customer service. Are you going to have a full dessert menu too? I hope to, yeah, I mean, in some form. I don't know if it'll be as elaborate or as well-known as uh, Mama Miller's stuff and uh, at Truth and all that stuff, but, yeah, I hope to. Well, I hope to have a... You know, I, you know, in my show, I don't like to compare too much, so you don't have to worry about... You get to be you. Right. You don't have to worry about being as good as anyone else. True, true, and I, as you, me and Scott have been talking this morning, like you always say, the best is what's in front of you. Um, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm done with trying to say, oh, this is my, I had like three people in line at uh, Truth the other morning asking what was my favorite. And I'm like, they're really, there's no, what's said the it was, best? You said it was splitting hairs trying to figure out the best, exactly. right? I mean, once you get in the threshold, that place, Once you know, you're here. It's hard like, to. There's not a lot of move. It's just a preference it's all good. thing. And some barks are saltier, uh, you know, than others. Like Truth had a really salty bite to their bark. I'm a salt guy, so yeah. that worked for, well for me, but that doesn't mean that a less salty, salt-heavy place is not as good, just salt brewery or just, you know, taste preference. Like William Miller with a 9 to 1, you know, pepper, that also does me well because I love spice and I love black pepper, but that might not fit an uh, 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 elderly lady's palate quite as well with all the pepper, you never know. Well, and if you go back, I think I talked to him on the mic about it, but he talks all the time about how, depending on if you're looking at by weight or by volume, you know, the nine to one is... It varies. It varies, but it, you know, the idea is that it's a lot more pepper and, you know, that's the that's kind of the Miller family signature. And do you see, when you're putting together your menu, you know, a lot of the stuff I see you making are the classics. Do you have some kind of Blake twists or things that you're going to be throwing in there? I want to keep it mostly classic, at least to begin with. I, would re I want to do brisket ribs, pulled pork, turkey, sausage, you know, the, the basic staple five or six proteins really well. Have three or four basic but really good, you know, the beans, potato salad, slaw, uh, mac and cheese, get the basics down pat, and you know, per not perfected, there's no such thing as perfection, but as perfected as we can do it, and then delve into, you know, expansion if needed. And I do, uh, you know, like on Fridays have pastrami, house group pastrami brisket, so nice. if I were to take that off my menu, there would, there would be some, maybe not a riot, but I've got <laughs> some people that are pretty well addicted already. Uh, and quit myself. What's so, your process for the pastrami? Do you is it like a seven day soak mine's or what? Like a, I like to go depending on the size of the brisket and how much time I do have. Minimum of thirteen days. Really? I'm not scared to push a bigger one seventeen days. And I guess I could increase my. You know, it all has to do with the uh, pink and salt. So I might can increase my solution, whatever you call it, to make it a quicker process. I know there are some seven day brines, and you, know, you can do wet like. For instance, I, I wet cure mine, and that one thing that that involves is a whole lot of fridge space because you can't stack whenever you're brining. You can't like stack four in the same container. They've each got to have their own container. So that's one thing that sort of restricts how much pastrami I can have on a given Friday is how much fridge space I have. So uh, literally one per container. You one don't per stack container. them up. You know. I've never tried. I've never tried stacking, but I'll. 
any research, you know, I used to research all this, um, and that, you know, everything I've ever read or researched said you pretty much have to go individually because it bought, you know, bought, bought yeah, absorption if they're touching. Um, I know some people even like inject. Uh, yeah, I've heard a little bit about run. injecting. I know that that speeds it up for sure. Right. Like I've even I talked to a guy that uh, said he's injected like day before and had it. You know, it, really? it, already, it worked really well. Even it's probably not bad in a pinch. Right, and uh, especially doing like bridge space, especially if you're trying to do several at a time. Well, and if you if you're doing, it takes 13 days, and you do it just on Fridays. Right. So like. On midweek, yeah. I mean, it's it's a long. Like, I have to I have to make sure I'm following. Like, okay, this is Wednesday. I need to be starting for look at my calendar. These are going in and marking. You know, in as I wait for everything in. Uh, let's see what's the date today. Uh, the the 27th. Know, April 27th. Out May whatever that would be May 10th or whatever. Um, so it's pretty hard to keep. Not hard, but you know, it's not as easy as a shop. Oh, you got, in here. you got probably a whole fridge full, right? For, for in perpetuity because that's two weeks. Exactly. So yeah. I've usually got two batches. You know, one that's just one, one that's a week out. Sometimes I guess I've technically got, especially if I'm having to do it on a different day. You know, a day earlier or something. Might even have three different batches in the fridge or whatever fridge space I can find at one time. Fridge space. I already, I've learned. I learned. And then the first week, three and a half years ago, a place market came in. Never enough fridge space. So in the new place, you're going to have a giant walk-in or what? Yeah, we, and I've been, that's one thing, this trip has been about asking folks like Dusty and them at Miller's and John at Brotherton's uh, or Black Iron and Liberty, you know, what size is your um, walk-in and, you know, do you have a freezer? You know, a lot, a lot of these folks get away with not even having a freezer. I think I, I don't anticipate having to have a walk-in freezer, probably just the stand-up one that's in my trailer now I'll keep for, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, walk-in. I'm, I'm scared. I know that I know that there's no over, you know, there's, there's no such thing as too much. You know, it can always be used. I think everybody's always yeah. You just don't want more. a giant room you got to keep cold. True. That's half full. True. <laughs> hopefully, won't we have hopefully volumes enough that it's all we can do to to keep it keep it. And are you using the smokers you got now, or you ordered some new ones, or what? I don't have a new. I, I'm about so I run two 500 gallon yeah. propane tank, Franklin style. You could call it Franklin style pits uh, that my dad and his farm hand. We have a black Angus cattle farm back home, and his farm hand is just a jack of all trades welder, electrical engineer. You know, can do anything literally. Um, so they built those, I guess, four years ago, the end of 2015. Um, I've been cooking on those ever since. And then we're about to, I'm trying to walk down a couple of thousand gallon tanks to start building out a thousand gallon to add. So part of me hopes that gets me through the first little while and part of me hopes that I open up and even though I've got two 500s in a thousand, we're like, okay, it's time to start, you know, building out the next one. So it's sort of like with a line, you know, Part of you as a barbecue business owner wants a long Franklin style line, but the other part's like, well, I want to be moving it through quicker. So you I'll, want the line to be that long, but, but the wait should be 30 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. And so you're 
you you've got the the space you're building it out you got the smokers it's cool that you know in a world where there's two or three companies that are starting to you know have one two three year waiting lists it's cool that you guys are building your own you, right do you uh are you part of the design team there or I was still in school whenever the last two were made, so I, whenever I'd come home on the weekend or something like that, uh, my school, I mean college at Mississippi State, so I was three and a half hours away for the rest of the whole time uh, they were being built. But I would come home as often as I could to check on them, help, but I wasn't very involved, sadly, in the build out of those two just because I was away, but this time I hope to, you know, be a little more involved, which I'm about to be really busy, I'm already busy. And, yeah. Probably technically shouldn't be in Texas. It should be back home taking care of stuff. But uh, I'm impressed how much time you're taking to, to travel. And I mean, it's cool. You worked at the Houston Barbecue Fest. Right. How was that? Oh, it was awesome. Just as on all these trips, you know, there's folks like Scott Dubay that we, you know that I met her the first time. I've been known who he was. We've been communicating via social media for since you had the, that episode. You know the best or you know i don't know what that yeah, yeah, called. hall of fame right right um been communicating for two years but never met in person so the houston barbecue fest i met packy finally and uh, uh i mean i couldn't even start the name i knew will and nicole and russell and uh, jim buchanan and patrick Fegis and a lot of those guys but a lot of them i'd only known through social media and finally got to meet hang out with, have coffee, have a beer, have some barbecue, and you know, sit around and talk, so it was really do, cool. Do you feel like it's, uh, you know, I see a lot of people doing this from the West Coast, East Coast, all over. You feel like it's almost kind of paying homage to the the scene to like be, because you're part of the scene. I mean, like, for sure, most of the people I know in the Texas barbecue scene know who you are. Right. You know, you're that guy in Tennessee. It's cool to be able to come. Here's the way I look at it. It's cool for me to be able to leave for Houston, drive 13 hours away from home by myself, and in a matter of six days, I had one meal alone, not with somebody either in the barbecue fam, uh, barbecue community, whatever you want to call it, and you know the owner of wherever I was sitting or you know eating that, sitting with me, you know talking shop, all that stuff. So long story short. In a matter of six days, being 13 hours away, I was only by myself for one meal and then at night at the hotel, you know, sleeping until it was time to get up and go visit the next place in the yep. morning, then bop over somewhere else for lunch, you know. So it was really cool to be able to be so far away from home, but never be alone or feel alone. That's how I feel about when I go on these trips and I pay for a hotel. It's like, it doesn't really matter because I'm literally going to close my eyes and then the moment they open, I'm out eating barbecue Exactly. Again. Yeah, all I need is a bed to sleep on, if yeah. that. I'm pretty simple as it is, not very materialistic, so. Yeah. Uh, you need a travel camper, dude. I know, I do. Then you can just park right out front and be first in line everywhere. That would be cool. I may look into it, although I don't know how much tra more traveling I'm going to be able to do in the next, sort of why I'm doing all this. This is my third trip in three and a half months because I'm afraid I'm about to be locked down for two or three years, maybe five years, maybe maybe not as locked down as I think it will be. Do you feel like you have a opening date or like a specific, you, you feel like you're, you're you're comfortable deciding when this place is going to open or you're still uh, kind of up in the still, air? No hard date at all. I would like to think that if things continue going as well as they have, it can be 11 or 12 months, but I'm also not so naive as to think that it couldn't be as much as... 16 or 18 months because things have gone really well so far with the process but I know things are going to happen 
that may set it back a month. Something else may happen that sets it back two months, three months. So all I can say is hopefully 11 to 16 months. If it's over 16 months, something's probably gone a little bit awry, but we'll see. And you've been making friends because it's, it's not a big city, so you got a little more access to the city and the code. And like, do you got to go through a lot of paperwork? Or is oh, that there's, a, there's a lot of legwork being done like right now. Like last week, Every morning I was in a, a, a meeting with either uh, city mayor and planner one morning. Um, I had a revise, or I had a, uh, a, re, a zoning board meeting at 5.30 one evening. Um, and both other mornings I was in meetings with engineer, contractor, plan drawer, yeah. you know, trying to get quote initial quote together and all that stuff and trying to finalize plans. But I know that you know, the final plans probably won't be landed upon and you know, for another two or three months because like just since talking to Dusty yesterday at Miller's showed him a little bit, you know, the base base plan and he was like, You're gonna need a lot more uh, kitchen space than that and we had that in mind but it took it was helpful for him to really confirm that so you know, yeah, there's a lot of you know, a lot of legwork to be done, meetings and stuff like that. That's just part of it, and you know, we're trying to make the most of it and not not do it dreadfully, but do it like, okay, this is going to be productive. You know, this is going to. I like being productive, whether it's chopping wood. You know, if I don't have anything to do the day before I came out here, I didn't have a meetings or anything going on. I literally just quit wood, yeah. quit some of the, my greener wood that you know it's going to burn better being split down a little further. I just put wood all day. It was a pretty day. I just, I can't sit around. Maybe that's why I do work, you know. Brisket, my briskets run 13, 14 hours typically, and in that time, I bet I don't sit down for 10 minutes. Maybe to eat lunch, you know, if I've got myself a little snack on the smoker or something. But. Well, do you think there's a, you know, barbecue is hard work. People who do barbecue tend to like hard work. Do you think it's also, I mean, there's not many businesses where you can go to someone's restaurant and they'll sit down and tell you how to design your restaurant right. without any kind of, like, it's not like you went and hired them to consult. You just kind of stopped by and showed oh, them what you were thinking. There's a camaraderie. It's crazy, right? any other, I, I don't know how to explain it to other folks. I, I even, I try not to explain it because, you know, until you go experience it, it's like snows, until you come experience it. You know, I thought I had an idea of what snows would be like, but it's been the second trip. It's like even between my last trip to snows, which is in February, so it's two or three months ago, I'd already forgotten that, you know, that, that feeling you get, you know, yeah. it's, it's just something special. So yeah, the barbecue community and the helpfulness of everybody is just unreal. Whether it's, which I mean, I'm not looking for anybody's uh, recipes. Not yeah. that, not that I, it's not a matter of thinking mine are the best or there's not room for growth, because of course there is. But it's the other minute stuff, you know. What was your biggest mistake? You know, what did you think you needed in your restaurant, but ended up not really needing? What did you think you had plenty of, but now looking back, wish you had twice as much of, or, you know, just stuff like that. And a lot of. Well, so everybody's been really helpful. What are the things that you've heard? Like, what, what what's one thing that you thought would be great that you totally scratched? Um, I don't know if there's as much on that end as as much of learning. And I mean, I know how important storage space, fridge space, counter space. You know, like right. never enough prep table space. So that's been the 
the uh, the most consistent answer is like, well, you know, I thought we'd be fine with such and such square footage of storage space, but we need to double. You know, we had to add on a second floor. We had to add on a, something out back. Um, that's been more or less the the running running answer. So you're to, just making it bigger and bigger. Yeah, uh, and then. So, Later, Willa. Um, yeah, and trying to figure out, you know, how much dining space. It's just all gonna be. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a show. Show. What's up? <laughs> We're getting buzzed by Clay here. He's listening to us. It's good. <laughs> um, it's all gonna be a learning experience. I, I mean, it's learning every day. That's with cooking. That's with everything. There's everybody. Everybody knew that I mean has something else to teach, so just keep keep trying to come out as much as I can and talk to people like Clay and Miss Tootsie as often as I can. You, for instance, you've helped me a lot and, you're, and you stay on me, and I want you to keep staying on me with my photography stuff. Hell yeah! Because I know that you know camera eats first, but sometimes my eyes get big. You know, I've had a long day and I. You know, somebody sets a platter in front of me and it's like I can't do anything to dig into it. So I'm trying to, you know, get better about my angles and the lighting. And yeah. You don't need advice of, you know, make sure the light is behind you and you're not blocking the shadows. So just everything, I guess. Well, and I'm on you because I want you, like, I've seen you grow. I've seen your following grow. I've seen what's happening. And I think, you know, most people don't realize that if you just bend over a little lower or turn the platter just slightly when you when you're looking for the light you get better pictures right and when you're good at it you get to eat faster because you're not having to retake it 10 for times. 15 minutes yeah, yeah. exactly well I, I appreciate you being on me and staying on me and, yeah. and reminding me hey, hey. you could have done better with that picture i like uh i like anyone who's willing to take it you know yeah. like I, you I, gotta I, be able to take some, it. some people i'll send them a message and they'll be like i'm, I'm good i can take my own pictures <laughs> all right well trying to help yeah I want all the help as I don't I don't know everything and I never will well do you think that's part of you know opening this place and and having your good team and having everything set up is that you do you know you're willing to, to hear what's wrong and right you're willing oh, to take yeah. outside information you gotta like, be you know, like did you any, learn that or you just kind of I guess I sort of grew up that way always accepting you know playing football and just being coached my whole life I guess and I also always, tr anything I do, whether it's walking to the car or cooking a brisket or shaking somebody's hand, which I don't have like a real big hand and a firm grip, but you know, I don't, I try to do everything to my fullest, so that definitely helps in the barbecue cooking world because, I mean, you can't just, you can just light the, you know, light the pit, throw something on and, and let it go and it either be burnt or not finished cooking or whatever. Or you can put your heart into it. It's not complicated. Yeah. You know, to keep it simple, stupid is my is my motto. But at the same time, do keep it simple, stupid to the best of your ability. You know what I mean? No, nothing complicated. No complicated recipes. No complicated anything. Just if you're gonna do it, do it right. So if you're gonna come to Snows, I'm not saying get 18 pounds, but if you're gonna be at Snows and you're from Tennessee. You might as well eat a little more after you're full. You know what I mean? I might have been full before I, 10 minutes before I quit eating this morning, but when's, I may not be back for a year, six months. So, yeah. and that was off of the, off of. Well, and there's a, there's a, you know, barbecue is good whether you're eating it fresh or reheating it, but there's nothing like that 
you know, just sliced, still warm. Absolutely. There, there's that there's that beauty, that butteriness to the brisket. There's that crispiness to the chicken skin. There's there's something to the flavor and the taste of everything that people want it fresh, you know? People right. wouldn't wait in line if they knew they could just take a to-go order and take it home. But people want to sit here and eat it. They want that steaming pile in front of them so that they can uh, they can get a hot bite. Yeah. And the brisket here is just like, that's why I told my, uh, I had a friend right out here with me, you met Zach. Right. And, uh, you know, he's like, it just tastes so good. I'm like, yeah, it's just like eating butter. No, no, so it's, good. Let's so do it all good. over again. You think they got I love another brisket on? ribs too. I, I can, I actually got a sausage ring to take back home to Tennessee. That'll be breakfast or I will find use for it within the next 24 hours. It won't hours. go to waste. It will not go to waste. I do not, I do not like that happen. That's a sin. More of a sin in my opinion. Um, yeah, so good. I've had a, at this point I've eaten quite a few of the, the top spots, especially being and is there, are there things that stood out now that you've been to 30 plus places? Is there anything that, that you really didn't expect or a bite that you were like, wow, this is a little saltier or a little different? Or The main thing that stood out uh, that I would like to incorporate is salt level in barks. I think we talked, I don't know if it was on air before we got on air, but like, uh, you know, some places, it, you're really you're you're really um, splitting hairs when you start trying to compare places. But one thing that can be compared, not good or bad, it's, it's all a matter of palate preference. But it's salt level, you know, in a in a bark in a rub. So some places come across saltier. I personally have a really salty. I like salt a lot, I like pepper a lot. So I want to get my bark saltier. You know, to, to the initial taste. Um, so that's definitely one thing I want to work on. And that, but I've been hesitant to do that because I realize that not everybody likes salt as much as I do. Definitely not everybody likes spice as much as I do. I can sit here and take a roll. I'm not saying I would wouldn't regret it. You know, ten minutes later, but I could eat a raw ghost pepper. You know, that's how I am. But I realize that 99% of the population does not line up that way. So. I try, and I, we also, me and my mom, like garlic a lot more than most people do. So whenever I'm doing recipes, I have to think, okay, this isn't for me. I've got to do this for, you know, what everybody else wants. Robert's here. Oh, what up? Yep. SNS Pickers here. Yep. Uh, well, but do you think you will incorporate eventually maybe a little bit of your level of what you want? Maybe yeah. something that's a little spicy, something that's Especially a little Especially as I start expanding, you know, if I, when I start expanding the menu, um, I could... You know, appeal because I know there's other folks out there like me that like more spice, like more salt. I think I am gonna, I am definitely gonna try to work on increasing my salt level. But like I said, it just goes back to me trying to appeal to, you know, I don't want, uh, I don't want somebody that has, uh, you know, heart issues or something to feel like they can't eat it because oh, that's too salty. You know, people people try to minimize the amount of salt that they take in. I don't know, so. I guess you got to sort of balance, you know, between appealing to everybody and also making the way you want to. But you can't make everybody happy, so it's just a hard balance, I guess. That's yeah. the heat and everything. Well, and it's good that you're, you know, you're open-minded. So if all of a sudden ten people say it's real salty, then uh, like, you'll oh, listen. Oh, that's too salty. Then yeah, I'll definitely back it up. And, you know, sometimes I, I feel like making my hot my because I make like I'm not a sauce guy personally. 
but a lot of people are. So I make like seven sauces. I've got my house mild, house hot, Mississippi comeback, Alabama white sauce, bourbon, which is basically my mild, except I substitute bourbon or some sort of whiskey for a little bit. That gives it some sweetness and back off on the sugar in my mild. Um, I make like a Franklin-inspired espresso, which I typically more so just use like drip coffee, but yeah. use enough of it and it works. Um, you can start using cold brew on that. Oh, I know, cover is my thing. I think it's strong. I'm ready for a cold brew. I'm gonna, we're gonna stop by, like I said, H-E-B and maybe pick up a, some Topo to take home, maybe a Sixer of some Austin Austin Craft, uh, and uh, maybe a brisket, but I'm gonna have to find some cold brew pretty soon. And some barbecue wipe, you said? You were gonna pick up oh, some yeah. barbecue wipe mixers? Oh yeah, H-E-B, yep. I meant to have done that much. We didn't spend that much time in Austin. Like we were in Belton for four and a half hours yesterday and then never even, we stayed just north, we stayed like halfway between North Austin and Pflugerville, which I know is basically all the same, but we stayed, we stayed like two exits south of Pflugerville. Uh, so we never even made it back into Austin yesterday. I wanted to go visit, I, I was gonna make it a point, try to make it a point to go visit and finally eat at Rowan Smoke with Kyle. Cause I feel like every time it's on my list and yeah. something comes up, you know, don't get back into town until later and I've got folks with me and you know, they're tired. And, I, and I'm not blaming it on them because you know, we were all exhausted, but uh, you know, we didn't spend that much time in downtown Austin or anything like that. Well, maybe you can squeeze a, a trip or two more before the place opens. I hope so. I, I definitely squeeze as many in as I can. Well, and if you want to fly, you know, it takes a lot less time. I know. Uh, and I'm not scared. I've flown all over the world, I guess, but there's something about the drive to Texas and the drive around Texas in our own vehicle. Yeah. I, have a, I don't have anything wrong with uh, rental cars, but I sort of like being in my like it's my little space whenever I'm in yeah. the vehicle I'm used to but something about the drive typically I don't like driving 10 minutes back home but uh, but I do like driving I do like Texas road trips or like you enjoy the motorcycle ride out here in the yeah. Saturday morning so that's what I all feel about driving to Texas versus flying if it were up to me I'd be driving every one of these places Cause it's just, it's. I like having my Jeep. I like no, the problem yeah, is getting work done. Jeep. I need yeah. someone else to drive for a while so I can just like be on, be on my computer. Whatever. Yeah, true. Now, if I, I want to make it out to Lubbock, obviously, or uh, Wolfer to uh, yeah. uh, Evie Mays, then I guess that will probably end up being a, a matter of flying. I might make that like a pit stop. Careful. Oh, yeah, why would I be doing that? No, but I might can make that like a pit stop if I ever end up flying. To, California, which I would like to go to LA and visit all of them. And Let me know, I'll meet you out there. I know, I don't know when the hell that could happen, but I want to make it happen. Moose, Heritage, um, Slab. Slab, definitely. Pastrami Monday, I live vicariously through that. You know, on Instagram, every Monday, I love Pastrami. And then I saw the pictures, videos from uh, the Beyond the Pit thing at yeah, uh, yeah. Truth. It looks so good. Clay said it was. As good as pastrami gets. I, I ate almost three of those sandwiches. You're on your way to having a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You you've paid homage to kind of the Texas, the world of Texas barbecue. Uh, is, is there going to be some? I mean, it sounds like you got a bunch of sauces, which isn't very Texas style. Right. So are you going to be throwing in some other, like Tennessee style, or? I mean, off the bat, no. Like right. 
at the trailer in the past three and a half years, I've had bar- barbecue bologna is like a staple of Tennessee barbecue. Really? And it's good, and a lot of people, I have people come and get, I have probably three or four customers that literally come and get a barbecue bologna sandwich or two every day I'm open, Tuesday through Friday. Is that something you make? Yeah. Uh, but it's something, first of all, it's not that I'm in, I don't do barbecue for money whatsoever. Now, I am having to force myself to be a little more business-minded because I haven't realized that, okay, about to build out a big project and I got to keep the lights on, pay my customers, or pay my employees, pay myself something, whatnot. So I'm trying to become more business-minded, but barbecue bologna, it's a really low, people expect it back home to be the cheapest thing on the menu, but it's actually pretty low margin. So um, my heart's not in it, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't really fit my menu or my, you know, my style. Yeah. So I'm actually about to wean people off a bit, I feel like, which I may get some uh, some black, or we'll see. Uh, what other sandwiches do you make? Like brisket or make brisket sandwiches? Sausage, everything. Um, yeah, I do. I, I call it. I call it different stuff. Like the whammy, you do like a, a brisket with sausage. Um, you know, sliced sausage on top. Swallow and sandwiches is a big thing back home. I'm not a huge coleslaw guy, but I have customers that come and don't even. They come once or twice a week and get like. My swallow by the pints are about a half gallon and don't even get meat. Really? They just love the swallow. I can think of like four customers right now that do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I make a lot of sandwiches. Um, turkey, like Texas style turkey, is turkey breast. I, I started serving that at the beginning of last, so about this time last year. And it took people, it was almost like the William Miller Bernie and, you know, get out and get people to try it. Same, same thing as me having to train people to try and like brisket. Same deal with turkey. People thought turkey, dry, tip, you know, can be dry. Breast, typically the leanest, driest meat, you know, on a bird. Yeah. So they're putting the right turkey breast, and that's going to be dry, right? Give them a bite, and, you know, they're hooked. Even big grizzly men who you'd think would be straight ribs and brisket, they come and four out of five times get turkey breast, you know, get a jumbo turkey breast sandwich and nice. swallow or whatever. What's the jumbo, like another quarter pound meat or something? Uh, well, the difference is bun size, like my regular buns are four inch, jumbo's five, so yeah, you probably, get, a, you probably get an extra, probably an increase close to a quarter pound more meat. You need a t-shirt, get you a big bun at Blake's. True, it's a good, slo- or a good slogan. Big buns, there's a lot there. You know, barbecue guys, we like our puns. Right, yeah, in my trailer, uh, barbecue trailer, we have a, one of our things is like four, three or four years ago, the lady that works for me started this thing about big butts, you know, because I cook pork butts for my pulled pork. Yeah. And uh, so a joke is like, but it's got a big old butt, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I like it. Yeah, she, we have a really, really big time. And a lot of my employees, some of them are, uh, folks I graduated high school with and then the rest of my employees basically are 40 to 50 year old women that are uh, either teachers, retired teachers, principals, you know, guidance counselors at the school because typically I'm open during the summer, you know, uh, during the summer stretch whenever they're out of school for the summer. So we've been, I've, I've built relationships with obviously all my customers. I know most of my customers. I have a lot of new customers, but I have a lot of dailies or two or three times a weekers, and I'll never see them, never physically see them, because whenever I'm cutting, I'm facing away from the uh, from the from the order window. But I'll hear their voice ten people back in line, 
and they never even have to order. You know, I know that on on Tuesday, such and such is coming for, you know, their two pounds of turkey, or uh, you know, I know that Bobby Good wants three brisket tacos with swallow and comeback sauce or whatever. So I've, I've built good relationships with everybody that's been involved. Is that something that you're going to transfer on to your employees? Something you're going to show? You know, like, I've heard of places that keep pictures of the regulars or they have some sort of system so people know, you know, generally, or the manager, the general manager will say, hey, you know, your third your third customer in line right there, that's a regular, make sure you give them this. And um, I guess the different being that we're not in a, it's, it's, it's a bigger town where I'm opening up is going to be in a bigger town, but still, you know, relative to Austin or a lot of these places, still small. So it's still, uh, you know, community community oriented and that we all pretty well know each other now what i probably will have to do is oh hopefully i have you and brotherton and scott and you know all this barbecue community from out here i hope that you know i, I get to feed them at a restaurant one day so i oh, might yeah. have to show my employees okay here's a list of 50 folks from Texas that might show up in the next year. Here's what they look like. If you see them, do please holler at me because you know we're gonna treat them. Oh, we'll let you know when we're coming. Oh, definitely, definitely. Don't you worry. Definitely. Well, and are you excited to have a place for you know to be a destination for people to stop by? And I mean, how far from Memphis are you gonna be? Two hours, right at two hours. So you're closer to Kentucky. Yeah, we can be. We go, me and my dad go eat oysters on Saturdays a lot of time uh, at a restaurant that's in Kentucky, and it's only like 18 minutes from my house. So, What's the closest big city? Jackson, Tennessee is about an hour. It's right on I-40. It's basically right between Memphis and Nashville, kind of, a little closer to Memphis. So that's an hour from us. We're an hour off of I-40 between Memphis and Nashville, so it's pretty convenient. Yeah. You know, if anybody's ever traveling from Memphis to Nashville, vice versa. It's not a huge detour. Right. So if you're flying to Memphis and you're, say you're driving to the other side of the state or doing some sort of a road trip, barbecue road trip, you're going to get within an hour of me. And like uh, my buddy Zach Parker at, uh, you know, uh, B. Scott's Barbecue in Lexington to see he's an hour from me. He's real close to the interstate as well. So I'm lucky enough to get to go visit him and eat his whole hog barbecue as often as I can. It's pretty convenient and located. Yeah, are you gonna? Are you thinking about specials like whole hogging, like doing big events or my burgers idea or is, My idea is to have like I've talked about doing like maybe like a quarterly. I call it a quarterly shindig, where I could have Patrick Fegis or uh, Tyler Hart or uh, Zach Parker, all these guys, Wade Elkins, guys that are getting into doing the, the whole yeah. hog. I'd like to have you know a quarterly event where we throw a, a, a Saturday afternoon attraction event, live music, you know, sort of a sort of like what Brett's done with his opening, you know, grand yeah. opening deal, and Grandway does quite a bit with whole hog, alligator cook, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to learn how to cook whole hog. It's I don't have time really to do it right now, but uh, I'm good enough buddies with Tower and. Zach and even Patrick, and then, you know, I'm sure I can pick something up from them. But I would love to have them come and do, you know, a guest pit master, you know, not market it, not for money, but, you know, advertise two or three months ahead. Hey, on Saturday, May 14th, you know, 2020, going to be, a, you know, a, an all day or starting from 
three to three to nine whole hog and half price drinks, you know, something like that. Something that people put on their calendar and they know for two months, they know that, okay, don't play anything that day. We know where we're going. And do you see yourself, you know, you, you can't cook every single piece of meat. Right. So are you going to end up having a little crew? You got anyone in, in mind out there that helps you cook now that you might have in the pit room? Right. So up until this point, I have trimmed, rubbed, yeah. cooked, cut everything. And that's been great and all. But about a year and a half ago, I started to realize, okay, this is good now, and I'm glad to get this experience now, but eventually I'm gonna have to, especially increase the volume from trailer to hopefully a destination restaurant, there's no way. And I mean, to have a, it's just not sustainable. I'm, it's fine for me now, you know, at 23, starting when I was 19, so 19 to 23, it's okay, but trying to eventually, hopefully one day have a family and having a, a life, not a life outside the restaurant, but to be able to not focus just all of my attention on the food, you know, there's gonna be many aspects to worry about. Uh, yeah, my goal in the next two months is to start training, uh, for lack of better terms, pit master. I don't quite call myself a pit master, because, you know. Don't get self-conscious right. about it. You cook exactly. barbecue. Yeah, yeah, and there's no, it, it, it is the, the best word for it, I guess. Yeah. But uh, uh, my hope, my goal for the next two months is to start training somebody. And it's gonna, I'm not just gonna take anybody off, you know, it's gonna be somebody that I think will take ownership and be able to be me when I can't be me, you know what yep. I mean? I want them to really take ownership and, you know, just put their heart into it like I would, because I mean, I do put my heart in everything. Well, I do. would you say that there's, you know, there's lots of barbecue between here and Memphis, you know, and beyond, and so, you think you'll have trouble with that? Are you, you looking, you got some people in mind, or you, you see generally younger people cooking barbecue there? You, you think the college it's, might help? College may help. Um, I've had my eye on a couple. I guess I won't disclose here, but I've had my eye on a couple uh, back home. That, we want a list. Right, names. Yeah, oh, you're good, I'm just checking the But uh, yeah, I think the college, you know, kids looking for a part-time deal, you know, it might be that they cook. 30 hours a week and they may you know if I can just get somebody which I, I hope that hope that a year from now two years from now I've got me and then two others to split the time with me because I mean I'm always going to love to cook I, it's not like I want to just hand it all off and never yeah. cook again but I need you know to have a couple folks that can split time with me hoping that busy enough that it's in running the pits that we do you know it's nothing electronic not that there's anything wrong with any of that but my my cooking style is you know fire mops cooking table smoke stack and while yeah i can i can get my fire planed out and go run errands for 30 45 minutes and feel confident that i can come back and you know not have a, a very huge variation but it's got to be tended to so yeah i think a college kid could be uh, that age could be could be good somebody looking for part-time or uh, i don't care if it's a 75 year old man that's always enjoyed cooking and is retired and needs a needs a hobby and if he wants to come you know just part-time that'd be great I'd be happy to well all you really need is hard work and attention to detail right yep not complicated just put your heart into it care you know well and, and you must see that you can't work these 13 14 hour shifts by yourself anymore especially if you got to be there for service as well right and people want to see you you know they want to see and i enjoy i enjoy that part of it as well you know by a lot of times by 11 in the morning open time i'm 
tired enough. And I've been up since 3.40. That's about what time, 3.40. Sometimes I switch to a 3.45. Uh, you know, it's like a special day. But uh, some Fridays I get to sleep till like four. That's really wild. Um, I don't even like need breakfast then, you know. I'm kidding. But uh, sometimes by 11, I'm tired enough to just go straight to bed. But I do enjoy interacting with customers, especially the ones that are. Do you plan to have a, you know, are you gonna have people cutting? right in front of the customers or you this got a plan a, for that yet it's a real work in progress you know I, two years ago i was strictly like you know i wanted to you know franklin cafeteria style like william miller franklin yeah. cutting right in front of you all that stuff and then now i've been and i've seen pecan lodge and now it's set up you know you, you do the line order get a number i can't remember it's been a couple years since i've been but you know a microphone system there yeah. you come back up they check your order then you've got places like corkscrew Tejas, you know, there's so, I've seen, say I've been to 30 places in Texas, I've seen dang near 30 different setups. So that's part of what, a big part of these trips is going to different places and seeing how they have their lines sort of set up. Uh, really still don't know, I would love to do it cafeteria style, but I also realize that I'm gonna be doing this in Tennessee and as much as I wish it, or I would love for it to be Texas or for people to take to it like they do here, they're not used to it, so there's gonna be a learning curve. So, you know, may end up doing, like Miller's I think has a good setup where you order, order goes to the back, you sit down, and it's table service. Now it still has a Texas feel, but there's not one set way that things have to be done. Everybody has something that works for them, so we're still playing with that. And that's still a pretty large limit question. Is that sort of gotta be decided before kitchen plans because you know I've got two or three different plans involving the kitchen and counter counter service versus whatever and that's sort of got to be decided fairly quickly before we start really building out so. do you know how many tops you're gonna have you're gonna have that's another thing as well uh, you know sitting at Miller's yesterday and I hate to keep going back to that but just learned it's a the lot. most recent place you've been hanging out right. at, so and learned a lot um, I think their capacity is 135 or 140 and sitting around the building size is similar to mine and the structure. Uh, so that felt comfortable. I would like to at least start like, I think the, my space is big enough to do a lot more than that. Uh, we only recently found out it was that big. We thought it was gonna be not nearly that capacity, but I think I wanna, I wanna keep it manageable. I wanna, I'd rather feed 120 people the best meal they can possibly get versus trying to do 200. and quality dropping off 15% or 10%. Now I want everybody to have the best experience they can have. So I'd rather do five proteins, four sides, people's onions, and a couple desserts to the best of our ability than try to do 20 things or try to feed 200. Versus. I mean, that's the that's the, the secret of Texas barbecue, I think, or one of them is that we're, you know, where it snows, sitting here, enjoying the smell of the smoke and the food and, there's, a, you know, there's like brisket, chicken, ribs, sausage, yep. pork steak. That's about it. A couple yeah. sides. It's simple know. here, but they do it correctly. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get through the rest of the menu if they had one. Yeah, I know. The stuff they so, have is perfect. I didn't get a sausage today, but I did get one to take home. So I wouldn't feel nerd. bad. No. 
you, you, it's like it, it's funny because it's as if you worry that they they're gonna like notice that you're not eating something. I know. And I don't. I most of the time I come here, I just get uh, brisket and chicken. So right. Make your, you did you make your your meat stack today? Not today, but make sure run that on, on special. Week. Remember, I ran that on special. I call it the Yoni meat stack, and it was I like that. It's white bread, uh, brisket, sausage, pickle, onion. They got their choice of sauce. If they want to put salt. Almost everybody gets swell on their sandwich back home, so some people threw swell on it. But I would. It went, it went over I well. put potato salad on it sometimes here. I'm a huge stacker. You know, like at Tejas, my perfect bite is a chunk of fatty about that big, uh, a piece of souffle, you know, a little chunk of souffle. Yeah, carrot souffle. Right. Pickle onion. By the time you get done with it, I can barely go in my little mouth, and uh, it's perfect. And then, yes, um, speaking of that, at Liberty Barbecue, their deviled eggs as an appetizer. I'm not a huge deviled egg guy, they were so good. So I was literally, I literally cut my deviled egg in the, in the strips. It was putting a piece of deviled egg on top of my bites of uh, using it like as a condiment. It was so yeah. good. Well, I saw you, you were kind of stacking some rib with some with a pickle with an onion, you know, even brisket that's, rib. Yeah, that's a cool idea, and you know, that might be something I don't, I don't know if you've heard like of an amuse bouche. But that's like at a fancy restaurant, they'll give you like one bite to kind of right. get your appetite going. Yeah. You could, uh, it's kind of like the Miller style where they hand you one little piece. Yep. You could make, you could have a, you know, the person cutting make a little stack for true, everyone to true. throw in their mouth. That's how I like to do Put it, it on a saltine or something. Yeah, really, man. Mm. It's like uh, endless possibilities. There are endless. The imagination is the only, uh, the only restrictor, I guess. Well, so you've, you've listened to the show enough times to know that, you know, I like to talk about the enthusiast, kind of your message, because just a few years ago, you know, you were just a guy who was into barbecue. Right. Now you've gone from having a successful trailer to starting to build out your restaurant. You know, what's your message to those who are getting into barbecue or sitting there working their pits? Uh, listen to us. I would say definitely the, the no go to keep it simple, stupid. There's not one right way of doing it. Just be inspired, you know, and uh, make as many trips out here. This is the land of inspiration for me. Yeah. So make as many trips out here as you can, if you're able to. Meet as many folks like you, the fine folks that I've met that have helped me and inspired me and all that stuff. Uh, just keep doing it. And, you know, don't get walked in one, you know, there's a certain temperature. There's a certain ratio of salt to pepper. Just figure out you know what works for you and, yeah. and try to everyone's smoker likes a different temperature that's right i've noticed mine wants to run closer to 300 than anything and yeah I'm sometimes kinda, it's okay you know yeah just uh, adjust with it so i don't know just i try to do my thing and listen and learn and, and get better every day but also not get walked into to any you know obscure mindset of, and is there something that keeps you inspired you know you've been doing this for years so not everyone, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to drag yourself out of bed. Sometimes it's hard to cut that last brisket. Is there something that, you know, whether it's watching TV or calling someone on the phone when you're feeling kind of uninspired, is there something you go back to? I think it's having a new customer come that says, you know, hey, we're from Michigan. We have family here and uh, we have family that lives in a town an hour away. And they said, 
whenever you come, you've got to go by, and they come by, and they sit, and they may come at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm slow, you know, lunch rest is slowed down. I've got time to sort of mingle with them, and you know, fix them plate, platter. They sit down, they're like, oh, you know, we get it, man. You know, we're this is this is great. See their smiles, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, talking, picking up my phone, and if I've got a question, being able to reach out to you or, you know, just anybody and uh, just be re-inspired, re reinvigorated. Something else that really helps me is coming on these trips and seeing how the quality everywhere is just it seems to be getting higher and higher and higher or at least holding on to their quality. Then that makes me want to go back home and cook the best brisket I've cooked today, you know? So there's a lot of things, I guess, to keep me going because it can get by on Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock whenever I work. 85 hours in the last, you know, five days or six days, whatever it is, you know, it's pretty easy to be like, man, I think I'm just gonna take make, take a long weekend here, but you know, I got to get up and get back at it. And I try to take Saturday off and come Sunday morning. I get a couple, two or three hours in before church, go to church, come back, get a pick up a sandwich or something to go from somewhere and grind out all all afternoon and start back over at 3:40 the next morning. You just gotta love it, you know. Yeah. It's not for the not for the faint of heart, not for somebody. I don't know why I keep doing that. Just because it's fun. <laughs> Maybe it's fun. I didn't know it. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, you stay inspired, which is great. You gotta love it. I do love it. It's what I. You know, it's just what I do. Well, for now, let's uh, you know plug your plug your spot. Where can people get your barbecue now? Uh, well, I'm located in. Well, I've been, I guess I'm going to break some news here. I've been located in Dresden, Tennessee the past three and a half years, just mostly during the summer months. I've been basically running from May till August. Um, but I'm about to move the trailer to Martin, just like literally a quarter mile down the road from where I'm building out my restaurant because I need to be able to run down there two or three times in the morning yeah. before I went service to answer questions from painters, contractors, etc. Yeah, you don't want to leave them on their own. you got to watch them. Right. Um, so I need to be closer and uh, and get people in the mindset of, okay, you know, we're here in Martin. you going to be here in Martin. This is the future. Just everything's sort of moving towards Martin for me. Um, so, so Martin, Tennessee, what are the hours? Well, until it's sold out, which, you know, that varies. Most days it's 11 until, you know, by 2 o'clock, my lunch rush is sort of slowing down. I may have, you know, a couple of pork butts left for sandwiches or call-in orders. A lot of times um, folks will call in, you know, a, a three-pound pickup to take home for an easy supper. Uh, you know, just usually about 4, 4.30, I'm making my last few last few sandwiches or last few orders, finishing up the cooks, all that stuff. Uh, so you're not open until like six or seven or anything no, like that? No, I have no no hard, It's if I were to have to put a, a number on my close time, it would probably be 4.30 or 5. I typically make it till about 5. But, you know, not doing nearly the volume that, you know, like these folks out here are doing, but I'm also working with a, a different, completely different population yeah. size. and. Uh, you know, they have a different mindset on barbecue. The culture of Texas barbecue yeah. is not nearly what it is here. But I'm trying to teach. So what? What's the address in Martin? I actually do not have that. Um, the location is there an I out. It's on the main. It is on the main drag through downtown. Uh, through through downtown, downtown Martin. Martin. Yep. Eleven Martin. to sold out. What days? 
Um, right, I'll, I'll be again uh, Tuesday through Friday. With Tuesday so through now, Friday. Now that's with the trailer restaurant. That's still another. Yeah, no worries. For what, now, we need people need to know where they can right, get it. Right, right. Joe sold out Tuesday through Friday. Um, I will get you the address as soon as I get back. No worries. Just figured out the location I'm gonna be moving it to. So I've been in Texas too often since then to really get the <laughs> get the uh, address figured out. My own Instagram. I've got or my my barbecue business handle is. Blake's all under or all uh, lowercase B L A K E S underscore B B Q. So, and you're a barbecue stoker. I'm bar I'm barbecue BBQ underscore B stoker. I think I don't even know. I think it's BBQ well, underscore. We'll tag it in that, and obviously you can people can see you in my current and past uh, Instagram as well. Right. Well, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. It's great. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, to come in and meet me. Y'all to see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green or showing the hell that like to meet him to meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. Woo! <laughs>